This morning we are located at the beginning of Lent, when cultural influences may lead us to believe it is a season to summon our strength and face our temptations. One reading of this morning's gospel text is that Jesus is the ultimate strong man, able to resist anything that the devil throws at him. With his example of resisting in the desert placed before us, seemingly we are to realize that anything we might face in the form of caffeine, sweet treats, carbs, or alcohol couldn't possibly be as difficult to resist as famine, glory, authority, or protection. But I want to wonder with you about a different interpretation other than sheer willpower and Jesus's personal resolve. Affirmation of vocation is the key to overcoming temptation. Affirmation of vocation is the key to overcoming temptation. The Reverend Sam Wells suggests that Jesus does not offer a simple no to the devil, but a much bigger yes. Wells describes how Jesus does this using the concept of overacceptance as is often found in theatrical improvisation. You might think of this as the moment on stage when the actor receives a surprise twist in the story and masterfully incorporates it into the overall narrative that has been presented. In a theological sense, over-acceptance is fitting the smaller story that has been presented to us into the larger story of what God is doing in the world. There are countless examples of over-acceptance throughout Holy Scripture, and especially in Jesus' ministry. The cross is the primary example. God did not refuse to allow his son to suffer his sentence on the cross, but over-accepted the cross, working it into the story by repurposing it for resurrection. Time and time again, Jesus does not offer a no but shifts categories all together and says a much bigger yes. So let's look at each temptation and discover what it looks like to over-accept, as the Reverend Wells describes. The first temptation the devil offered was, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus says no to this gimmick, leaving us to wonder about the true nature of hunger and how one might be satiated in the wilderness. Wells notes that temptation represents, quote, the desire to be independent of the grace of God, to have food on demand and one's future secure, something Israel has always wanted. But think about what came next. Jesus becomes the bread of life. Jesus says no to bread that may alleviate the type of hunger the devil had in mind, but a permanent yes to the need for bread. He over-accepted and affirmed his vocation to be the bread of life for all of time. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, Jesus says in John's Gospel. The second temptation from the devil was all about authority and glory. All of these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus turned to the wisdom of Hebrew scripture in response. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. 
While Jesus said no to the temptation to gain power, he said a much larger yes to the power that came with authority and glory, just in an entirely different kind than that which the devil describes. Jesus overaccepted this temptation in the form of his ascension, his calling to sit at the right hand of God for eternity. Jesus said no to any form of power the devil might have to offer, but overaccepted by making humility and weakness the greatest power of all. Jesus rules the kingdom of God from the wood of a cross, not from an earthly throne. Jesus affirms the many ways in which authority and glory are fully a part of his vocation, but not within the small confines of earthly kingdoms. It is in the kingdom of God where Jesus reigns. The final temptation was for Jesus to throw himself from the pinnacle of the temple, trusting that God's angels would protect him from the fall. Theologian Stanley Hauerwast comments, this temptation represents the desire to be priest of priests, to force God's hand as a sacrifice God cannot refuse. The entirety of the Gospels reaffirms God's understanding of Jesus' life as the map for the kingdom of God. Jesus overaccepted this temptation bound up in the simple symbol of the temple, representing that which is holiest, that which is closest to God, and then made his own body the temple. The new temple becomes Jesus' body, the body of Christ. Here's the thing. The devil thinks in terms that are far too narrow. Or in Wells' words, quote, each of the devil's temptations is revealed as a world far smaller, a story far shorter than the one the kingdom reveals. Jesus' temptations in the wilderness provide a roadmap not about willpower, but about rediscovering that which God has placed within us. The devil was on to something, tempting Jesus with things that got at the heart of who he was. So I wonder, I wonder how temptations we experience get at the heart of who we are. Lent is an invitation to learn from our past and reflect on God's role in our lives, all so that we might build a future that has more to do with the kingdom of God than the kingdoms of this world. I wonder what overacceptance of vocation looks like for those of us who are not the Son of God. Overacceptance is the doctor who lovingly cared for his patients for decades and wanted nothing more than to relieve them of their pain and ailments. When a new drug appeared on the market advertising that it was less addictive and safe to take for an extended period of time, he did his research and thoughtfully prescribed it for his patients. Upon being injured himself, the doctor began taking the drug. What followed was a life-threatening addiction, similar to that which many of his patients experienced, to Oxycontin. The doctor spent years in therapy with the narrow goal of being able to right some of the wrongs he had caused and to care for people again. Though he could not earn back his medical license, he did re-earn the trust of his former patients who were in recovery. 
There was one treatment facility in the valley that offered rehabilitative therapy an hour from the small town where they lived. The doctor became the chauffeur for countless individuals, driving a bus over an hour each way on a daily basis to aid in their recovery. The doctor, who was no longer allowed to be a doctor, reaffirmed his vocation that caring for people was not only his life's calling, but his gift. His own recovery was an integral part of the journey towards realizing not only the depth of his vocation, but all that God has in store for those who are in recovery. Over-acceptance is another way to think about taking the broken pieces of our lives and looking at them again with fresh eyes, imagining not only just the limits of what we can see, but the possibilities God sees. Lent is an opportunity to learn from our temptations and our past and recommit to building a bigger future, a future that is suitable for the kingdom of God. The good news is that despite the temptations we will encounter along the way, or perhaps in the midst of them, the vocation that God has given each of us will more than suffice. Amen.